thank you for this day. I just pray that you would come now with your Holy Spirit and be in this place and um, fill Dad's mouth with your words. I pray that he would speak what you want us to hear and that you would speak to every heart the things that you want them to know. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ralph. Good morning. I've been tremendously encouraged this morning. Just on the subject of suffering, it's something I've preached on a lot in the past, and it's always something that I don't like suffering, but I know it's what God wants for all his followers. I so agreed with just many of the comments that came this morning concerning suffering. There's something that happens when you suffer. Something happens that nothing else can do. I think Junior alluded to it. Without suffering, we, it's, just, it's just something missing. And God, in Hebrews it says that Christ learned obedience through suffering. He was God. He wouldn't have had to suffer. But he set an example for us. This morning, there's a lot of fathers here, a lot of mothers. If I could have all of you that are a father or a mother or married and have no children, I'd like for you to rise to your feet this morning for just a minute. If you're a parent or you're married, God bless you this morning. I, uh, I have something on my heart that I'd like to share with us with me, with you, and that is the power of influence. Who influences a child more than a parent? Before we begin, I'd like to just pray over each father and each mother this morning. Father, we just pray this morning as we open your word and we look at some of scripture, what it has to say about influence. Father, I pray that you would touch us. Touch each parent, Lord, and it's not even just the parents, it's siblings as well. It's all of us have influence in some form or another. But God, we pray this morning that you would uh, help us to know how important and, and the deep and the far-reaching effects it has on our lives. We just pray you would touch each one of us this morning in a special way, Lord. I'm speaking to fathers, I'm speaking to mothers, but Lord, I'm speaking to all of us, every one of us. If you're a single person, you have influence as well. So Father, we just commit all this to you, ask you to fill us with your presence and with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. I feel like I'm here without notes this morning, but I'm trusting God to give me what he wants us to share this morning. For an opening scripture, I'd like to turn to 2 Timothy in the first chapter, where Paul is speaking to Timothy. If you want to turn there, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, he says, 
I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with a clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. And then he says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother. How many of you had a grandmother that was godly? Yeah, that's precious. Not all of us had a grandmother that was godly. A faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. How many of you had a mother that was godly and that was praying for you? Many of us can raise our hands on that one. The power of influence is so big. I don't know. I feel like I can't do justice to it. But there's things that happen in a young child, a very young child. They're very vulnerable, right? Very vulnerable. I remember when I was just a young boy, just very young, and I would go with my dad to the sale barn, and I would cling to his, to his pant legs like I, I did not want to lose my father. The things he said, the things he did, I remember a lot of those things. Was it good or was it bad? i like to just encourage us this morning. What I have to share is more of an encouragement to push us on to a higher plane. You know, all of us have our Sunday best on this morning, most of us, right? But what about next week? What about Tuesday and then Wednesday and maybe Thursday? And it's like, what happens at home during the week when we get flustered and when we get irritated and when we don't always respond correctly? So I'd like to just encourage myself with you all that our life really does matter, and our children, grandchildren, they are watching. The little boy that tried to follow in his father's footsteps, you know, the father was walking along, and he was in the snow, and a little boy came along, and he was trying to get his steps, you know, right, in dad's steps, you know. That's the way it is, right? That's the way it is. At some point in life, they choose whether they want to follow mom and dad or whether they want to follow their own desires or whether they want to follow someone else that may be more godly than their father or mother. But what I'd like to share with us, and I guess primarily my biggest burden is for young couples here this morning. Young couples. Young families. None of us can turn the clock back. And I'm not looking that way. I'm not looking back and saying, man, I regret this, I regret that. That's not my message this morning. My, my, my purpose this morning is, as Paul said, I forget that which is behind, and I'm going to look forward. I'm going to look ahead. There's more for me. There's more for you, young couples. And some of us are empty nesters, but there's many young couples here this morning that are in their prime years of raising a godly seed for the glory of God. And I think that's probably what's been 
one of the things on my heart. I believe God is doing beautiful things in this generation, and I'm blessed. But I also know we have an enemy that's at work, and he wants to destroy families. A beautiful wedding yesterday. My heart was so touched and blessed and encouraged and just, just so many things. It's like another, another home established for God's glory. And yet those are under attack. We know we're under attack. And I think it's important that we realize that. That's key in knowing that we have an adversary who is prowling around trying to destroy us. But be encouraged. There's, we have, we can be more. We can be more than conquerors through him who loved us. But I just wanted to start with this thing with how Paul is remembering Timothy's mother, his grandmother. <clears throat> when a child is conceived in the womb, young fathers and mothers... Begin to pray. Begin to pray for them. Pray. Pray. Seek to get your heart in tune with God all the time. It actually has an effect on your child. Did you know that? It has an effect. I'm not, I professed here this morning to not have the statistics on all of those things, but I know I've been, I've been around the school of life a few times that I know it has an effect on the circumstances, be they good or be they bad, when children are conceived and when they're born and, and the surroundings and even the first, I think it's the first five, six years, seven years, a child is majorly developed in their character. Not saying it can't change. We all know that the Spirit of God is greater than anything else. But saying that is when we provide that environment as a dad and a mom and have a heart that is blessing our posterity. Many of us grew up in situations where we weren't maybe blessed or maybe we didn't share the blessing of what happens. Uh, and those things, a lot of them are in ignorance. It's not like, I think we could all say our parents loved us. But if I could just raise an awareness, when something, or when our children do something well, let's be sure to praise them. Let's be sure to give that place recognition. It's so powerful. And I, I, I feel like, like I said, it was something that we could look back and we say, I wish I would have known some of these things earlier, more of it. I love my children. But without that revelation of constantly, constantly looking for, that, for ways to bless our children, that they're secure. That they're secure. You know what I'm saying? You follow me? 
there's many children that many, many grow up that say, I, I never heard my dad bless me or, you know, and I have some of my family here. I'm ashamed to say some of those things because I'm guilty. But I can also testify before you all that I love my family. But there's some ignorance that comes with some of our upbringing. And so it's just important that we understand the power that lies within, especially fathers and mothers, the power that lies within us to bless. I'd like to, for us to turn to, to uh, Proverbs speaks about that some. Solomon speaks quite a bit about one of the smallest members in our, in our body. What is it? Can someone tell me? The tongue. In Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says, Solomon says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Can someone here this morning give me one sentence of death? To a child or to a sibling or, or to anyone for that matter. Can just one sentence. Shame on you. That's right. That is death. What is life? Can you speak? Can someone here speak one word of life? Anyone? I'm sorry? I'm proud of you. That's life. I would like to say this, that as young parents, many times we're in a time where we're establishing a home. Maybe there's stress. Maybe there's financial difficulties. All of these work itself and weave themselves into child training. And, but if I could just, by God's grace by the power of the Holy Spirit, just raise the awareness to myself and to all of you. Be mindful of the words that you speak, even the attitudes that you have. How many of you love to be around people that are pessimists? You know what a pessimist is? Always negative, just always negative. Who loves to be around people like that? Raise your hand. You like to be around uh, something like that? Okay, you're, you're quite different, but that's good. What about an optimist? When people are cheerful, when they, even when things are rough, they are blessing others, and they're just, they're just, a, they're just good to be around. Who loves to pe have people like that around? Wow, there's a lot more. You must be a little different this morning. <laughs> but God bless you, you must be a brave one. There's so much in the power of influence. I remember when I became a young youth in my, in my day, there was things that I was looking for, and there was things that I was groping for, and I started reaching for that. I started reaching for that. I had wonderful parents, but they had... Yeah. How do we go there? We don't have to go back. 
they did the best that they knew how. But again, I'm looking forward. I'm encouraging you as young moms and dads. Be mindful why are, what you are saying during the week. When you are blessing your children and when you are saying good things. I'm going to back. I'm going to back up. In chapter 15 of Proverbs, it says, Proverbs 15, chapter 4 says, A gentle tongue is a tree of life. A gentle tongue. But perverseness in it breaks the spirit. <clears throat> Could someone bring me a napkin? I'm sorry, I don't have anything with me. Chapter 16, verse 24 says... Thank you. Chapter 16, verse 24 says, Gracious words are like a honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul. And health to the body. And health to the body. See, we're made up of three parts. There's the body, then there's the soul, and then the inner, inner, inner part of us is where the Spirit of God rules. At the latter part of the message, if the Lord would grant me, I'd like to just switch gears a little bit. I don't want to subtract from the Holy Spirit is, is the most important thing that we never want to forget. This is not by us performing in our own strength. But this is, if you're born of the Spirit of God, a lot of these, what I've, all of, a lot of what I'm talking about this morning will weave itself into our fabric. But I also realize that we're in a fallen society. Our fathers failed in the garden. And so we're dealing with that. But the Bible says greater is he that is in us. Jesus came to set us free from ourself. He came to set us free from our own selfish, egotistic desires. From our own pride and all the things that the enemy wants to trip us up with. Gracious words are like a honeycomb. How many of you love honeycomb? <laughs> Honey is usually pretty good for the most part. Honeycomb. My grandfather was a honeybee man, and he always had honeycomb on the table. And I remember those days like yesterday. He would slice it, yay thick. Mmm, sweet. Sweetness to the soul and health to the body.
I have watched this for many years. And when I see people that are blessing people, when they are making an impact, I try to get really close to them. I gravitate towards those people. I'd just like to challenge you this morning, along with myself. It's so powerful. There's not a lot of words that I can share with you, but I can share this, that if the Spirit of God is in you, and you are desiring to go higher with him, you desire to walk humbly before him, I can assure you without a shadow of a doubt that God will see to it that you will experience some of the things I'm sharing with you. As, we sh as the brother was sharing on suffering, some of that plays into the equation. He brings suffering so that we can see ourselves and that we can realize that we need God. <clears throat> Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. Proverbs has so much to speak about the wise man and the fool. I don't know about you. I like to go out uh, read a chapter every day of the month for, through Proverbs. It's one of my Bible readings. It's 31 chapters in, the, in Proverbs. I just like to keep it's, uh, there's so much in Proverbs. Just little sayings that hold so much truth. I want you to feel free this morning, if you have something on your heart, that you would like to just get up and you would like to testify of, the God, of God's grace and what he's done in your life. I, I want to make time for that. I don't have a long message this morning. But what I really have on my heart is that I, for the first of all, and the rest of you would get a hold of this truth of being a blesser and not one that takes away and takes away and takes away. How many times have you been around people and you've, you just feel like they're just takers? They're just looking to take the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And this applies here. If you're always looking for ways to bless. I was here a couple, couple months ago. I think it was about two months ago to the day, if I remember correctly. And in the morning before there was some testimony time, there was some things said, I think I'm just going to expose her, I don't think she'll mind. Sister Kate here, she was blessing different ones of you. It was tremendous. 
It was lifting up. It was encouraging. It was good. It's like, oh, yeah, well, she just doesn't know all the faults in this, these people, or she wouldn't say that. Is that what you think? There's always good in every one of us. There's always good. There's always some things that we can say, well, yeah, there's room for growth. But what happens when you start blessing? What happens when you start blessing? It changes the life. First, the one that speaks it and the ones that hear it. Right? It changes. The atmosphere. You know, when you get into a home, you don't have to be there very long and people can hear or can, can feel, can feel the atmosphere is peaceful. Or you get into a situation where you say, there's something not right. There's just, there's just unrest. There's just something is not right here. That you can also feel. We live in a spirit world where we actually, we can't always touch things. But the spirit of God that's within us bears witness to that which is not seen with the physical eye. But it's felt with the spiritual heart. What about you fathers? Are you a proud dad that never can be wrong? That's a hard question to ask. What about you mothers? Are you a gentle mom? Are you a loving mom? I know all of you love your children. The mother that cradles, rocks the cradle, rules the world. What does that mean? The mother, I think, has one of the most powerful influences in a young child. At the very, very young age, when she's rocking the baby, when she's nursing the baby, when she's praying over the baby, when her heart is free, when her heart is in tune with God, oh, what a blessed, what a blessed child is that. You know, all of us live in a, in a fallen society. We go to town, we, we shop, and we see many, many, many things in young children growing up with godless parents, and they're screaming over their children, and the children are throwing fits, and it's like your heart just bleeds. Your heart just bleeds for that child. How will they ever make it? How will they ever make it? And so I, you know, I, I'm thankful that God has given us more. But there's also more required of us. But there's something that I'd like to share with us, especially us as dads and moms, that God has been teaching us. God has been teaching my wife and I and over the last year or so, it's, we don't have to be right. It's okay. We don't have to be right. We don't even have to look good. Do you know that? 
How many of us have to look good? That's a pretty big one for a lot of us. I grew up and was a, man, was a people pleaser. I still love to do that. I love pleasing people. Nothing wrong with that. But I shouldn't do it at the expense of the gospel or doing it in a wrong motive. But it's okay if you don't always look good. What will they say if they see this? It's okay. Ask God to be with you. Did you know God uses your children many times to humble you? <laughs> That's kind of a stark reality for some, but young couples take heart. God is faithful. It's not like he has to whip you over the head, but God uses many, many avenues to bring us to a place where we recognize that, you know, without you, I'm just pretty... I'm just pretty flat. What can happen to a child when dad always has to be right? He's never wrong. I'd like to challenge us as dads. If we always have to be right, what, what is going to happen with our children? Daniel, you have an answer for that? I'm just kind of pick on you. I know you, brother. <laughs> and they will probably, in turn, many of most, most of them will tend to have that bent towards not being able to be wrong. So it's important for us as dads, especially dads, and I think moms equally, but to walk humbly and be willing to be wrong if we're wrong. Because that speaks volumes to our family, to our children, and to our grandchildren. If we can be wrong, it doesn't feel good, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm not saying now just be careless and don't care. That's not exact, that's not at all what I'm saying. But sometimes we're just simply wrong. That's all there is to it. We're just simply wrong, aren't we? Dads, any of you feel that way sometimes? <laughs> Most of you know the phrase, I'm going to quote it, more is caught than taught. More is caught than taught. When your children are watching you and mom and dad, the life they're living, more is caught than what you can teach them. You still need to teach. It's still good to teach. It's biblical. Train up a child. Train them. Teach them. Right from wrong. Wrong attitudes. All of those things. But more is caught than taught. I know you know that. But you know, some of these little things we can easily sort of bypass sometimes. Are there any fathers this morning or mothers that would like to just get up to their feet and just share anything? I want to give opportunity for that. If, the heart, if your heart's just bursting and you need to share something, I, I have time for that.
I don't know if this is appropriate. I've been thinking this. <laughs> I would love if all the couples would just come forward and we would spend a little bit of time, just a couple of minutes, just praying for all of you. Dave, would that be okay? Fathers and mothers, if you can, just come up to the front. And There's so much in just blessing you and giving you a shot in the arm. Maybe you need to confess something this morning. Maybe you want to just share something that, that you feel like you need to get off your chest. You are free to do that. We're very free here this morning. I don't know you that well, but I think I'm free, to not, free enough to know that you're... Just move on forward. We can... You can get right in front here. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just, you can just feel free to fill this, this part. Just come on up, Ralph. Noah, just come on up. When the world looks on at the families, they see. They see the difference. They see how you watch over your families. They see how you bless your children. It's huge, my brothers and sisters. It's so huge. Don't estimate, underestimate the power of blessing your children. I'm going to pray. I would invite others to pray as well. Anyone that feels led to pray for, for us just all together, feel free. We can take some time and just do that. Father, this morning we just commit these families to you, these couples young and old and middle-aged and all phases of life, Father, we ask for your Holy Spirit to come upon them, Lord, and bless them in a special way, Lord. Father, bless them with your sweet spirit. Father, bless them with a blessing in their hearts, God. Father, those that have grown up and have had difficult situations and their heart is not always free, God, we pray for deliverance for those, God. We pray that you would bless them with just the ability to, to lay those things at the cross, at the feet of Jesus, and realize that Jesus has come for all those things that we can't accomplish, and you've fulfilled them at the cross. And we can be participants of your grace and your love, Father. We pray a blessing, Lord, on each couple this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray for your protection. We pray, Father, for your anointing upon each one, Lord, and all their families their posterity, God, that it would be from you, Lord Jesus, that they turn back to. This is not about performance. This is not about looking good to the rest of the church. But this is about being accepted in the beloved. Thank you, Father. We're thankful this morning that we are, that we are accepted in the beloved. Doesn't matter where we came from. Doesn't matter how deep our troubles and our trials and our difficulties were. You have come to clean to cleanse and, and wipe the, the slate clean. And we can walk in newness. And we can walk in the integrity of our own hearts and bless our children. And be a blessing wherever we go. 
Thank you, Father, for each one. We ask, God, that you would illuminate your spirit upon each heart. In Jesus' name.